Before we begin, we just want to add a disclaimer that we are not licensed medical professionals and that this podcast should in no way be taken as medical advice. Our main goal is simply to educate and spread awareness of health information to the general public. Hey there, and welcome to the first episode of Morning Sign In, a new podcast by Morning Sign Out at UCLA. We're a student-run organization fighting to promote good health literacy in Los Angeles, but also across America and the world. And that starts with you. Every quarter, we have a dedicated team of writers and editors that write articles about developments in the areas of health and wellness, public health, and research to keep you updated about the best ways to stay healthy and how to take control of your health. The latest scientific and health updates are broken down into information that's easy to read and understand. You can find their work and learn more about us on our website, www.mso.ucla.org. My name is Dhruv Kosla, by the way, and I'm one of MSO's current editors-in-chief. Joining us today are Bella Chen, one of MSO's editors, and a very special guest, Leila Khorasani, MSO's current president. They'll be talking to us about a super important topic with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, nutrition. Leila and Bella, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you all so much. I'm so excited to discuss nutrition with you all today. Thanks for having us, Drew. So Leila, today's topic for discussion is nutrition. And to get us started, are there any MSO articles that you know of that discuss nutrition or maybe important research being done about nutrition? Yeah, thanks for asking. That immediately brings to mind an article that was written by Noor Chahal that summarized a study done at the University of Virginia. In this study, researchers identified a link between the pleasure centers in the brain with the ability to maintain a regular eating schedule. This study was done in mice, but it still brings up an interesting question about how eating schedule and the timing of our meals plays into nutrition and weight gain. This reminds me of another article that was done by Jessica Lutz about the timing of meals. This article was called Obesity. It's not just what you eat, but when you eat. And the rationale for the study surrounds uh, the rise in worldwide obesity rates since they've almost tripled since 1975, especially in the United States. Specifically, this article delves into a study done at the Vanderbilt University where they compared the weights of mites that were fed high-fat diets while they were awake and mites that were fed the same diet during times when they were normally asleep. They found that the mice that were fed at normal hours were able to maintain normal weights, but the mice that ate when they should have been asleep gained much more weight. Okay, so that's pretty interesting, but that was just a study on mice, right? Is there any similar thing for humans? Yeah, so Jessica's article actually looked into another human study that compared people who had a normal breakfast, lunch, and dinner diet with people who skipped breakfast and had a late-night snack instead. What they found was that the people that omitted breakfast and ate later actually broke down less fat, which may contribute to storing more fat and gaining weight. Now, this implies that the time that we eat our meals is also an important contributor for weight gain, but there's still a lot more work that needs to be done to understand exactly how and why this happens. Okay, interesting. So just to get things straight, it's not only just the content of what you eat, but it's actually also when you eat that can affect things like obesity? Yeah, so in both the mice and the human study, uh, the actual contents of the meals were either the same or very similar, but the timings of those meals was what differed and what the researchers believe contributed to the difference in the results. Um, For the mice, it was the weight gain, and in the humans, it was for the loss in fat breakdown. And this might contribute to actually gaining weight in humans as well, but there's still a lot more that we need to know about how this happens. Okay, very interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, We'll now turn to Bella for some questions about nutrition and foods. So Bella, we just heard from Layla about food timings and how they can play a role in our health. Getting more specific, are there any particular foods that you'd recommend to our listeners as being healthy or maybe nutritious? 
Yeah, definitely. So a lot of food that has been discussed in social media, such as avocados, quinoa, kale, white meat, and the Mediterranean diet are all really healthy, and I definitely recommend them. Yeah, I know those foods definitely get a lot of attention uh, in the news media and on social media uh, for being healthy. So kind of relating to those, one topic that I hear getting tossed around a lot when nutrition gets discussed is inflammation. So what exactly is inflammation and how does that relate to food? I think that is a really great question. So we have all experienced inflammation before, such as when we have fevers. It is essentially your body's own defense response to an injury or an infection. So during inflammation, there will be more blood and especially more white blood cells or immune cells around the injury site to essentially protect you from anything that could potentially hurt the body, such as a bacteria. But the system isn't really perfect. Sometimes our bodies are inflamed even when nothing is wrong, and this results in a lot of bad consequences. Okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but about these consequences, what exactly are they? Could you elaborate a little bit more about that? Yeah, so many diseases are actually related to this chronic inflammation. For example, uh, we have probably all know people or even our family members who have had a heart attack before. So heart attacks really start with the accumulation of cholesterol in your blood vessels. However, immune cells can actually move around and worsen the cholesterol buildup in the blood vessels. Eventually, it is this immune response that will trigger the rupture of a cholesterol plaque, leading to a heart attack. Even after a heart attack, inflammation will result in the creation of a lot of immune-related molecules, such as cytokines and free radicals, that are also detrimental to our health. Oh yeah, okay. So I've heard that phrase that you mentioned, free radicals, before on social media and in scientific papers before. What exactly are free radicals? Yeah, um, I've definitely seen those a lot on social media. So it is essentially a molecule with a charge that makes it very reactive. Basically, it will react with anything it sees, but that's not really good because these reactions are completely unintended and it could create something that we don't want to. So research actually shows that free radicals are also involved in the aging process. This is where antioxidants come up. Many foods such as berries, kale, dark chocolate are all antioxidants, meaning that they can combine with the free radicals so they won't react with other things anymore. Also, um, going back to inflammation, many food are healthy because they reduce inflammation. For example, the resveratrol in wine, omega-3 fatty acids, which are found in salmon, berries, vegetables, and many more that you can study more detailedly online, all have anti-inflammatory benefits and are really crucial to our health. In addition to how antioxidants and inflammation is healthy to our body, there are also many more science behind why certain foods are healthy. And they're actually really, really interesting. For example, drinking specific mineral water is actually beneficial to the heart. By eating more healthy, we're really able to prevent diseases from forming in the first place. So if you're interested in prevention, if you're interested in nutrition, you can always check out our website for more articles. That's great news, uh, especially about dark chocolate, because I absolutely adore dark chocolate. And yes, of course, you can always check out our website um, to learn more about these topics. So now turning back to you, Layla, the pandemic that we're currently enduring, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's lasted almost a full year now and has brought a lot of economic downturn over that time and has put a lot of financial strain on people. So to get back to you, could you clue us in about the current state of hunger and food insecurity in the U.S.? Yeah, so the National Geographic actually projected that there were just over 50 million Americans facing food insecurity in 2020. 
And what really struck me about this statistic was that of these people, 17 million were just children. And that accounts for just under one quarter of all children in the United States. Wow, that's an insane statistic. That's really concerning. Uh, Has the U.S. been able to do anything to improve the situation so far uh, with so many children being affected? Yeah, so Congress included emergency SNAP or food stamp benefits in their Coronavirus Response Act. And this policy basically just allowed states to increase the benefits that people who are already on food stamps to be eligible for. However, a lot of families do say that the size of this benefit is still not enough. So it's really important that we do more work to support programs like this that can help provide fresh and healthy food to families and especially for children. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Are there any programs or resources that you could recommend to our listeners, maybe in LA or even at the state or national level? Yeah, so all states do have some sort of food stamps or SNAP program. There are income limits that determine if you'd be eligible for food stamps, but this information is readily available online, so you can check if you're eligible through state or even federal websites. More people are eligible for these programs than you would think, so it is really important to check eligibility. CalFresh is California's version of SNAP, um, so make sure to kind of look up that if you're a California resident. There's also the WIC program uh, for women, infants, and children. And this program essentially covers women who are pregnant, breastfeeding, and postpartum, and also children up to five years old. What's great about this program is that not only does it help provide fresh foods to these individuals, but it also includes counseling that helps people include healthier meals in their diet. Um, And this is especially targeting women who are pregnant or early mothers, just because those are a very significant portion of the food insecurity population in the United States. And also for our Bruin listeners, the UCLA Community Programs Office has a food pantry of non-perishable foods for students facing food insecurity. And this pantry is located in the Student Activity Center on UCLA's campus. Oh, neat. That's really interesting. Uh, I did not know that program existed, but I'm glad that there is something for that size of the population. Um, Just to be clear, is that WIC for Women, Infants, and Children? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Got it. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot in such a short amount of time, uh, especially about stuff that I've never really thought about before. You know, meal timings, free radicals and inflammation in food, and also programs to fight food insecurity, all really important things. So thank you so much, Layla and Bella, for taking up the time to speak to us today. No, thank you, Drew, for hosting this podcast. Um, It's really my honor to be able to share with you guys and our listeners. Yeah, thanks so much, Drew. It was a pleasure. If you'd like to read Nura Jessica's articles, or if you want to learn more about the COVID-19 pandemic, head on over to our website, www.mso.ucla.org. And you can also check out the other sources used in today's episode in the description box or at our website. Thanks for doing your part to help improve health literacy around the world by tuning into our podcast. This is Dhruv Kosla, signing out of Morning Signing.